Welcome to Bo Sanchez Radio. Thank you so much for making me a part of your life. If you want to feel young, you better listen to this message. But before you do, can I say a prayer for you? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father God, I pray that you give this person, nurture into this person the attitude of gratitude, a thankful heart. Thank you, Father, that you will bless this person with this special gift. And I pray that the word that this person will hear will be such a rich blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Receive the word and be very blessed today. Today, I'm going to share with you the only sure way to remain young. Are you interested? I'm telling you this will beat any kind of anti-aging cream or surgery or procedure that anyone can ever sell you. Okay, here we go. When I observe little kids, I, I'm sure you've observed this too, like toddlers, little, little cute, cute babies, you know. It's amazing when I see them observe something for the very first time. They see a banana for the very first time, see their eyes bulge, see their jaws drop. When they see a rainbow for the first time, when you bring them to the beach for the first time, when, you, when they see uh, an animal for the first time, whether that be a bird or a turtle or a fish, you know, it's just, it's just gonna blow their minds. Whoa, sense of wonder, sense of awe. You know what? I believe that the older we get, you notice that somebody, somebody who's old, <laughs> loses that sense of wonder. But if you see an older person who somehow still has this youthful spirit in him, so much excited for life, you will notice that. You will sense that. This, this being surprisable. He still has the ability to be surprised. You know, I was, uh, we have a ministry called Anawim, our ministry for the abandoned elderly. And I lived there for three years, up in the boondocks, like, like it's, you know, we had no running water, we, we had no electricity, I was living in a Nipah hut, we were welcoming the old people, the poorest of the poor, I was living with some orphans then, I was their house father, and so for three years, it was this gorgeous place, can you imagine, no electricity, can you just see how, how beautiful the, the night sky was, I would look up in the sky and look at the stars, you know, there were fireflies all over the trees, that was how how charming, how incredibly lovely that place was. But anyway, after being there for three years, I began to take things for granted at how beautiful that place was. You know why? Because I saw it every day. I was in it every day. Every single day I would see that. So it was beautiful for visitors to come, go to Anoem, visit the old people or the you know poor people that we were caring for the orphans etc and then they would come up to me and sometimes with tears in their eyes they will tell me brother bo this is such a gorgeous place you know when they say that to me something something in me wakes up and says oh yeah oh yeah i, I live in a magical place <laughs> you know sometimes you get jaded you get 
dulled by your previous experience. And what happens is you stop being surprised. I'll give you another example, maybe closer to home. Recently, um, you know, we, we, we've been building feasts all over the place. And I preach in a feast every single Sunday there in PICC. And 12,000 people come, mega production, <laughs> thousands of volunteers. And, uh, you know, beautiful place, PICC, with all the lights and all the sounds and world-class musicians and amazing preachers. Um, you know, I, I'm not the only guy who preaches. There are seven sessions and uh, handsome preachers. <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes if you do it every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, it becomes routine. And for me and for my team, it's like, okay, what, what, what's for this coming Sunday? Okay, let's do what we did last week. You know? Again, it is so beautiful for a visitor, a guest, a first timer, or somebody who's new at the feast to come up to me and say, brother boy, I've been attending for the past three months and you do not know how the feast has changed my life. You know, And on and on, these people would come to me and, and again, something would click in my brain and would say, oh, you're right. I'm doing miraculous work here because because if you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over over again, you forget how glorious the thing that you're doing and you forget how blessed you are. I'm here in Dubai. I just gave two seminars. The first seminar was a financial seminar and we blessed 700 people, you know, trying to help OFW's manage their finances. The second seminar was a homeschooling seminar, helping the parents here who brought their kids in UAE and how to, how to make, help them, you know, homeschool their kids. And, and I look at myself and I, and I do this so often that sometimes I forget that I live an incredibly magical life. I mean, who, who has this privilege of helping people in that way? I'm so blessed. The gospel comes from John chapter 4. And Jesus says, I'm sorry, the Bible says, At that time, Jesus left Samaria for Galilee, for Jesus himself testified, listen to this, that a prophet has no honor in his native place. My dear friends, Jesus was not welcomed in his native place. Why? They saw him before. They had previous experience with him before. They defined him and put him in a box already. He's a carpenter who fixed the roof when it leaked. He's a carpenter, the carpenter's son, you know, the Joseph, well, he's the son and, and he was helping in the carpentry business. Yeah, oh yeah, he was the one who put the porch in our house. Yep, he was the one who installed the jacuzzi. Yeah, he's the guy. No, there were no jacuzzi. Anyway. You know that. But, but here's my point. They saw Jesus and they, they kept on seeing Jesus over and over and over again. They were no longer surprisable. They no longer had that sense of awe. And that's what happens to us. And I'm, and I'm going to give you my, my big message. Are you ready? When I begin to complain, when I see and I find myself complaining about this and that, that inconvenience, you know, not being un not being very comfortable in the plane, in the car. You know, the trip is too long. There's so much traffic. You know, why, why, why is this happening? When, when I find myself starting to complain, I stop myself. And you know what I do? I think of all the people who are praying for what I already have and am enjoying in my life. I begin to think of the people who are praying for food on their table 
and every single day there's food on my table. I'm thinking of the people who are praying for, for, for a spouse or for kids, for babies, and my gosh, I've got this beautiful family. I th I'm thinking of people who are praying for a job, and wow, I've, I've got this amazing quote-unquote job or work and business. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, on and on and on. I begin to think of all these people who are praying for what I already have. And then I realize, I wake up, something clicks in my heart and my brain and says, God, I'm sorry for, for complaining about something so tiny when you have blessed me so much. And, and gratitude, my friends, is my fuel. Gratitude is so powerful in my life and every single day I just want to be more grateful and I'm going to invite you to do the same. Can I pray for you right now? Father in heaven, I pray for every person here praying with me that you would open their eyes and see how inundated, flooded they are, overwhelmed they are with your love and blessings and miracles. Thank you, Father. This moment, I'm praying that you are going to open their spirit to see how magical and glorious their life is. Father in heaven, come, bless every person right now and provide for all the miracles and healing and, 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 and blessings that they need. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Such a joy being with you guys. Really, really thank you. The number one reason why couples fight is because of money. That's what studies and surveys show. But it doesn't have to be. I really believe that husbands and wives can actually work together, agree on their finances, and be able to grow in the area of their love and in the area of their money. My dear friends, I'm giving a truly rich couples retreat. On what? Yes, winning strategies on marriage and money. It will be on April 23. It will be both a physical gathering and an online event. And you choose what you want to attend and how you want to receive the wisdom and the blessing for your marriage. The link is provided in the description below. And I hope that you can join me and that you can work on your marriage as well as on your finances. Truly Rich Couples Retreat. I hope to see you there. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. I have a favor to ask. If you have not yet done so, subscribe to this podcast because that's how these things work. You know, the algorithm, etc. Somewhere, somehow it gets up in the ranking and then people will get to know more about it and people will listen and then people will be blessed and then the blessings will ripple and more and more people will experience God's love. Thank you again for all your support and I will see you next time.